He rip a heart out like Kano But he gave me a new one, so it's okay though, look Now I going down like Drano I don't move on, speak to this Azo Like Elijah, I'm calling down Fuego I'm a disciple, so I disciple till I make more I'ma go hard every day though Cause I'm in the Lord head like Play-Doh He rip a heart out like Kano But he gave me a new one, so it's okay though, look Now I going down like Drano I don't move on, speak to this Azo Yo, yo, yo Welcome to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. This is your brother Yule, and we are back. I have another podcast for you. Uh, man, I, I am ending 2023 extremely strong from the podcasting standpoint. I'm grateful to God. He kind of always do this where uh, he gives me the ability to to communicate in those moments that I know that I need to in the spaces and capacity that I need to as well. So I'm grateful for the communication that he's given me the uh, leading by the Holy Spirit to actually do in this season. Um, 2023 is is really at the finna end. It's it's running around that, that last quarter. If you know anything about track, that last that last uh 100 yards um this is where we are we at the last bit of it we are um at the time of the recording of this podcast is december the 26th is right after christmas we literally have a week one week of 2023 left and uh i encourage you to finish strong a finish finish with christ um and 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 embrace what he has done this year but don't be afraid to finish strong or say to yourself I'll just do it in 2024 no do it now start the new year going hard <laughs> you know what I'm saying be already in your pace already find out what you want to do and then continue to do that. Um, man, I'm really grateful for this year, but it has been an extremely challenging year in so many ways. But God has showed himself time and time again to be faithful to not just me, but my family. And so I, man, let me go here while God has placed it on my heart. I was in church, uh, shout out to Love Alive Church, man, such an amazing atmosphere and a place where the presence of God rests. I was in church and God was really uh, just gave me a heart of gratitude and, and gratefulness at church. And that was in the midst of death. Um, me and my wife uh, are experiencing death as we speak. I never had a situation like this. I'll share with you, um, podcast listeners. But my wife had two grandmothers that passed the same day. I've never experienced anything like it where she, uh, we were, I was off, she was working, and she came to me and said that my grandmother passed. And as I'm consoling her about this grandmother that passed, maybe an hour, two hours later, she gets another call that her other grandmother passed. 
And so we're wrestling with the fact, the shock that one pass now having to navigate two half pass. And how does that look and what we have to do? And man, in those moments, and if you've ever been in a situation where you never experienced, I'm very mindful of my words because what do I say? Like I'm there, I'm hugging, I'm consoling. And sometimes that is enough. However, uh, I battle uh, this savior uh, complex at time, this Superman complex at time where I feel like I got to say all the right things, do the right things. But I've learned through maturity and just the grace of God um, teaching me. Sometimes you just say nothing. And you don't have to feel like you have to be a savior in that moment and say the right things. Your presence. I've also learned this through therapy. Your presence is enough at that moment. And that just that could be enough for that person. Just being there is enough. Just showing up is enough at times. And you don't have to feel pressured to be everything to everyone in every minute. That just being there at times is enough. So I'm learning that and have practiced that um, in my current walk in life. So I didn't know what to say. So being there is enough. And so I just want to be there for those who I love in a trying situation. I'm saying all that because, man, it has been extremely challenging. I fast forward back to when I was in church in the midst of navigating this situation, God gave me a heart of gratitude to reflect upon the whole entire year of 2023. And I'm in a place of reflecting uh, the year. And the word that I kept coming to me was perseverance. And God, in that moment, was showing me how much I have learned to persevere Um this year and and the scripture he brought to my heart was the three hebrew boys going through the fire um in daniel and he said son this year has been for you like the three hebrew boys um going through the fire it has literally been a year in which you have had to navigate going through fire the whole entire year, but you persevered. And I didn't understand what he meant by that, but he began to show me what he meant. Think about it from this perspective. Three Hebrew boys going to the going into the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're facing what most will think is their timely death. It was so hot that the furnace was heated up seven times hotter than it was usually prepared. That's how much the king wanted to get rid of them. That he turned up the fire seven times more for their demise than it would normally be set up for. Then he ordered some of his strongest men um, in his army to bind the Hebrew boys and throw them into the burning fire. It was so hot. That the people that he tried to throw them in a fire with killed them. That's how hot it was. So these boys, Hebrew boys, are thrown into the fire. 
tied up, bound, yet while in this fire are not even burnt. They don't even smell like smoke, the Bible says. And the king who informed them was so mad at them, who wanted them to be thrown into the fire, sees a fourth man unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed. And the king says, the fourth looks like a god. Then the king came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. This king that wanted them thrown into the fire then says later in that verse, praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trust in him. They defied the king command and while willing to die, and I'm prefacing here, rather than serve and worship any God except their God. This is what the king said. This is what Nebuchadnezzar said. Therefore, I make this decree. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language speak, a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They will be torn limb from limb and their houses will be turned into a heap of rubble. There's no other God who can rescue like this. This is what Nebuchadnezzar said. And what God was showing me to saying that saying to me in that moment was through this illustration of that story, he said, son, I've always been with you this whole entire year, but you persevered. What most would have sought as a fire that they could not overcome, you stood in the fire. And I want you to know I stood with you. And I was walking around the fire with you. I'm getting teary-eyed because just, just thinking about the grace of God and thinking about what he said to me. He said, I've been in the fire with you the whole entire time. I have not let you burden. And son, you can look at this fire or you can have the opportunity to look at me and see that you haven't been burned. You don't even smell like smoke. You don't even smell like smoke. I've been with you the whole entire time. And what most people would have thought have would have killed them. Son, I have preserved you in it. And because of your faithfulness, this is what God said to me. Because of your faithfulness and your obedience, people would have left because you endured. People who would be like Nebuchadnezzar. Because of your faithfulness. And your praise to me in the midst of your trials and tribulation and your testimonies, you and your wife. People lives will be saved. They will begin to have an intimate relationship because they would have seen that God have preserved. If they can preserve Yule and Misha, 
even though they're going through these hardships consistently throughout this year and have a praise and a gratitude and worship on their tongue still, then I need to know that, Lord, and that he will free me and give me a freedom that I see on their lives. Boy, it broke me down. It broke me down that even through when most would have never endured, they wouldn't survived it. That's the thing. They would have loved God. They would have went to the world. He said, because of your faithfulness, many are going to come to know who I am. You have persevered and I will bless you for it. Man, it broke me down. It broke me down. This year has been very challenging. But I stand here to tell you that, Lord, my God is faithful. And he will never surely leave you or forsake you. I don't say those words because they're words just in the Bible. I say those words because I've tasted and seen how good it truly is. This year was not easy. It wasn't. But my God, and we're still navigating. We have to go to two funerals the last week of 2023. We have to go to two. But God is so faithful still. And he's brought us through many trial and tribulations without any smell of smoke. (laughs) And I'm grateful. I am grateful for it. And my heart says hallelujah. My mouth says hallelujah because my heart says it. And I'm telling you, the same God that has given us the spirit to persevere through it all is the same God that can do the same for you. If you just taste and see who he is and what he is and who he is and that he's faithful to every word that he's spoken. And this is just not me giving you scriptures. This is me telling you through experience who God is. I pray that you get to know him because there would be trial and tribulation in his life. And I pray that you have a comforter, someone that you can lean on in those moments as opposed to leaning on what the world says and do. I pray. That's my prayer. If you don't get anything else from this podcast, I pray that you receive what I just said. And as I segue into what this world may do, and the trials that you may experience in this world. There was a scripture that came to my heart based on a situation I just seen. I just seen on social network um, someone saying that um, the movie, The Color Purple, the new um, illustration of the, the former movie and the book, um, that it wasn't good. And uh, and, then, and they wanted their money back. And I just thought it was funny. Um, however, what came to my heart at that moment was what made you see it? What made you desire to see something that you thought would be good, but didn't turn out to be good. And God says, a lot of times, son, we are so enticed and we become so enamored by the things we see in this world that we'll do things based on what the world tells us and not what I say. We not, a lot of times we're influenced 
by the culture in society and the world and even our ethnicities. Because as an African-American man, whatever ethnicity you describe yourself as in this moment, as an African-American man, a, a, a brother with African descent, with African nationality that came to America, we have made a culture, what we call describe in America as black of black culture. We can sometimes inscribe to that and be aligned to that and be have our allegiance to that more than anything else and that our identity could be placed in that. And then we just follow whatever our culture tells us. Now, that isn't isolated just to African-American black culture. That isn't just isolated to that. But but because I am a black man um, and I uh, subscribe to being a black man in America, I see it firsthand so I can recognize when it does happen. And because I see it, I see how much that we can at times place our culture before everything else, right? Even when it comes to entertainment, we can place our culture in every in any in, 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 in other things. It can be the priority as opposed to your individuality. And what do you find? Now for me, I identify and 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 wholeheartedly believe I am a follower of the way, the truth, and the life, also known as Jesus Christ. I'm a believer in the way, as the Bible puts it. I'm a Christian, um, for lack of better terminologies or terminologies that most people recognize. I'm a believer in Christ Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior. And so because of that, my priority, my identity is found in Christ and Christ alone and everything else from there flows. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things, all other things will follow, right? And will be added unto you. And so for me, I stand on that scripture. And because I stand on that scripture, I now identify and seek first God's will, his way through the lens of the gift of righteousness. And I let everything else be added. So I don't look at things from the priority to of I'm black first. And that's it. That's just not how I flow. My flow is kingdom, God. My identity is in Christ Jesus alone. I am a son of God. I truly believe that. And I have the authority through Christ Jesus when I confessed him as Lord, I believed and I accepted in my heart without a shadow of a doubt. And now I work out my salvation even now. I still believe and stand firm in that. And because of that, that is the priority I hold. And because that is the priority, I hold everything flows from that. So why am I saying this? Why, why am I getting that from the color purple, right? Why am I getting that? Because at times we can be so influenced by the things of this world that we don't operate and navigate through that lens, right? What comes to my heart from that is Romans 12 and uh, 1 and 2. And 
I have a translation that I thought was really good. I'm going to read you the Living Bible translation where it says in verse one in chapter 12 of Romans. And so, dear brothers, I plead with you. This is Paul to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living sacrifice, holy, the kind he can accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Man, that's so dopely placed and, and, and communicated. Verse two, this is the part I want you to hear though. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. That's so dope. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. Can I just repeat this, the last part again? Because I thought it was just so dope and well placed and communicated by Paul in this translation. But be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do and think. Then you will learn from your own experience how his ways will really satisfy you. A fresh newness in all you do and think. So not just what you do, but how you think. Let that be new too. Don't be conformed to the behavior and customs of this world in your doing and your thinking. Then you will learn from your experience, not no one else's experience, but your experience how his ways will really satisfy you. So it's not just for me to do, but to think it in a fresh and new ways, not based on this world and its customs, but based on the things God have provided for me for being a living sacrifice. I thought that was really great and how what God, how God led me to that translation. Because the reason why I say that is because we can put the customs and traditions under the under the the term of Christian, under the terms of believing Christ, under the terms of the Bible. So we bring our customs and traditions to the scriptures or to our belief or to our allegiance to the gospel of kingdom of God. And then we allow our customs and behavior to then dictate how we look at the word and how we look at the kingdom of God, as opposed to bringing this freshness and this newness in our doing and our thinking to the world. That we will adjust the world with our newness, our thinking and our doing to show and display our experience of who God is. Man, think about that. If we do that, think about if we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in our doing and our thinking to adjust and to change the way we we operate so much so that we influence the world as opposed to the other way around. God gave something on my heart and I want to document it in the from an audio standpoint and I'll do it on this podcast. God placed something on my heart. God says, this year, son, it's not about success. It's about impact. And that I've called you to impact. I've called you to impact. 
That doesn't mean that the impact isn't successful. It means that those two things are not mutually exclusive. Those two things can be different because success looks can be subjective. It can look look differently in the eye of the beholder. But I called you to impact. And your heart desires to impact, not be successful, because at times and this is not every situation at times, people will use the customs of this world, the behaviors of this world to be successful. And what it does at times is remove me from it. Me being God. I'm not talking in third person I'm talking me being God remove God from the picture in order to adapt to what the world and the customs and the behavior has defined success as and that could be said for impact as well so I don't want to make it as impact as this greater thing so I'm I'm doing everything through the lens of God under God Seeking first the kingdom of God, right? And his righteous. So what I'm saying to you is my impact is based through leaning into what God is providing through his spirit. With this freshness and newness through my doing and my thinking to impact this culture and not allow this culture to impact me into following the behavior and the customs of this world. And so that is going to be my desire going forward, not just in 2024, but going forward. I want to thrive by thinking and doing with this freshness and newness through following God. I'm here to cultivate this world with the kingdom of God. And that is my desire and it will make major impact. Do you hear what I'm saying? Major impact. Major impact, major impact. And I pray that the people who need to listen to this podcast, who may feel the same way, that they follow what I just said and hear what I just said, not with just ears from, oh, that sounds good, but for spiritual ears, ears that allow it to resonate deep down in your heart, to understand that far too many times we have allowed this culture to dictate us to go do things because we see people and celebrities that we idolize in ways that are unnatural and unfair to them as well, the, the, the celebrity. We have created many gods in a lot of situations and aspects of our life. And because of that, we follow what they do and what they say and what they influence, which is marketing. It's a part of it, right? But it becomes unnatural and ungodly in so many ways. And because of that, we do things that we then regret. The person regretted going to see Color Purple. And it's not about the movie, man. It's much deeper than that. Because that can be shown in so many ways. In so many aspects. That we allow... The world and its customers and its behaviors through ethnicity, through backgrounds, through experience, through the things we feel and think, through idolizing ourselves to influence us 
to not seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, 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 and we have allowed and conform to the behavior and customs of this world through many different things that we don't desire God in a way to make us fresh and new in our thinking and our doing. That's what I'm saying. And I pray that you will switch that, that you allow the God who has made you unique to think and do the way he has ordained and created you to be this workmanship, this masterpiece to be that and not allow the world to influence you to do what God told you not to do. We are unique. And I pray that you embrace your uniqueness, your workmanship, the masterpiece that you are and stop conforming. I'm from the hood. So let me say that now. And a lot of times when I first got into ministry, um, and I'm going to word this in a way which doesn't attack people, make people, but you can do this and do that because you don't have to do that with me. But let me go with what I was going to say. <laughs> what I was uh, am saying is this. A lot of times when I first came to to an understanding of the kingdom of God and the true gospel and what who Jesus Christ is, and I accepted and believed, I thought it was beneficial in a lot of ways to bring the street mentality into the kingdom that I could make it work. But what <clears throat> I was doing uh, subconsciously was bringing that thought process, that worldly thinking into a divine and try to make it divine. And it wasn't until I matured a lot to understand that that was so perverted and that God was saying to me, what you've adapted from the world will not work in the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean not be yourself. And so there's things God have shown me from coming from the hood, coming from the street that can be useful, right? Those things can be beneficial. But what he has to do is remove the wickedness and the ungodliness in it, the maliciousness in it, the negative thought processes in it, change it around to be beneficial and tools for the kingdom of God. And he does that throughout the word with different people. Like Paul comes to mind, right? Before he was Paul, he was Saul. He didn't remove Paul's ability to speak and his relatability to the Gentiles and the Pharisees. He used it. But what he did remove was the thinking and thought processes and the negative effects that it had on Paul's life. But he still used Paul's zeal, that same zeal and passion that Paul had initially to persecute Christians. He used that same zeal and that same passion and the same endurance and perseverance that Paul had to advance his kingdom. What he did was use his characteristics that he formed in Paul that was perverted by the enemy. He used that same characteristic to advance the kingdom of God. So I'm saying the same thing to you. God used my same tenacity, my same diligence, because I'm a diligent brother. Like 
I know my why and because I have this passion and purpose and and understanding my why, I will do it for the rest of my life. I will do it when when my desire leaves because there's something inside of me that leads me to do things that I know normal people wouldn't do. But God has created me with that. I, I was the same way in the world, right? But God removed that worldly behavior and customs. And what he said is, I'm going to make it fresh and new. I'm not going to remove your character. What I'm going to do is redefine it. Really, not even redefine it. Bring it back to the initial purpose that I had for you before the world polluted it. And I'm going to allow you to use that to advance my kingdom, who I initially created you as this masterpiece that I initially created you to be. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you back to who you were designed before this world corrupted you, before sin corrupted you. I'm going to bring you back to who I called you to be in the first place, a new create, new creature, new creation in all things, in all things, in your doing and your thinking. Now, with this new tenacity and drive that in this newness and uniqueness that you've had, now go. <laughs> now go advance the kingdom. And so I pray that for you. I pray that for us, that we begin to uproot the things that this world has placed in our hearts and our minds that, that has instructed us, this is who I am. No, you're not. That's not who you are. You are a masterpiece for Christ Jesus. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are a workmanship for the kingdom of God. God created you so unique that even Satan envies you. Glory to God. And because he does, he tries so hard to destroy you. And because you're unique, you don't have to conform to anything that this world does because to be honest with you, it's always going to pervert divine uniqueness that's inside of you. It's always going to pervert who God calls you to be. It's always going to give you a low aspect, copy perspective of what God has called you to be. It's always going to lower what God has, has placed inside of you. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. There is so much greater for you to show and display, but because you have accepted a mediocre world perspective, the greater will never show. So I encourage you to operate and pull that thing up out of you by allowing yourself to be a living sacrifice for who God has called you to be. Man, glory to God. I'm going to end there. And I just want to encourage you in 2024, we're going to advance this world with our uniqueness through Christ Jesus. Do you hear me? Who he called us to be is who we're going to be. And it's nothing this world can do about it. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we're going to operate that way. World, you can no longer influence us with low-level, mediocre, perverted complacency in our in what you call identity 
but we're going to embrace everything that God has called us to. We're going to embrace everything that he says we are. And by faith, by faith, we take it and please him with it. That's my prayer. Let's go. This is don't take Whitney Nichols. This is your brother Yule. And I'm not conforming. And success has nothing on what God says I should do. And that's impact. Be blessed. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. I want to thank you for listening to Don't Take Wood Nichols podcast. Listen, if you like what you heard, we want you to do a couple things. Rate it five stars and also subscribe and stay locked in to the notifications of when we have different podcasts and different and other creative things that you can be locked in tuned into. Thank you for listening. Don't take with nickels because they don't spin. Peace.